Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. Welcome back to the second hour here of the morning tailgate on your Metal Friday. It's Vinny Bonsignor, Clay Baker, and you here on Rare Nation Radio. Thank you for being with us. A lot to get into in this hour as we will go in deeper for the Raiders and, you know, the changes that were made on the offensive side of the ball. We talked about defense in the first hour, but what were they happy with? And you could see on offense the things that they weren't happy with, they made changes right away. 69187, the Sam and Ash text line. You can also hit us up on Twitter at rnr 920 am and on the real T1 group listener line, 702-365-9200 as we broadcast live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studios. Vinny and Clay on your Friday, and we're joined now by Eddie Pascal, the senior writer and editor of Raiders.com and the host of Upon Further Review, which airs on Thursdays after Hugh Myers and Unnecessary Roughness right here on Raider Nation Radio and available all the time at Raiders.com and everywhere you get podcasts. Eddie, good morning to you. How are you? Gentlemen, I'm fantastic. We got a a nice Friday, a beautiful day here in the desert as we kind of, uh, you know, I guess, uh, collectively take our breath a little bit as we got like what a month now to training camp but man i'm, I'm good i'm excited and uh, i appreciate you guys having me on today oh thank you for being with us it's only 24 days so don't put your feet up okay, and relax yeah. too much you know you, you you can feel it burning it's it, it once we get on that train it never stops but i gotta tell you i love that interview you did with dave ziegler last week uh raiders general manager uh i just love his candor uh you ask him a question he gives you the answer what do you think though what did you gain from that especially for his expectations for this group right now before they hit training camp yeah i mean the biggest thing for me clay is, is talking to dz and, and like you said man he, he's been great with us in so many senses where you know you ask him a question you get an answer right it, it sounds like it's not the craziest thing in the world but i mean you everyone here knows that sometimes that's not the way that that's it right. works so uh we're always very appreciative appreciative i should say of, of dave and his time and, and really for me the biggest thing that i that i took away out of our conversation was that there's an expectation now when these guys are, are kind of off and, and enjoying this time with the family because you said it perfectly. Once you know, once we're off here in what you said, 24 days. I mean, this thing doesn't stop until hopefully February. But you know, really, my biggest takeaway was, hey, the guys are away now; they're getting a chance to to kind of refresh, get ready, spend the time with the with the wife and kids and all that. But when they come back to Las Vegas, when they check in for veteran, when they report either as rookies or, or as vets, like it's time to go, and there's an expectation that they are going to be ready to go. They're going to be physically there. They're going to be mentally there. They're going to be ready to kind of go off on this adventure. And, and not to say that that wasn't the expectation in previous regimes, but to hear Dave so clearly and so candidly vocalize that, that was really the big thing that stood out to me. Yeah, I completely agree, uh, Eddie. And one thing that um, has really struck me about this staff is uh, they are very uh, a detail oriented, but also plan oriented. Uh, I get the sense is I, the sense that I get, I should say, is. Um, they don't just put together a plan and not execute it. Why? What's the point of putting together a plan if you're not going to execute it? And I say that uh, specifically about this roster. I know we all get a lot of questions. Are the Raiders going to sign this guy? Are they going to go out and do this? Are they going to go out and do that? I really get the sense that they've put this roster together for a reason. Uh, each player that's here is here for a reason. And I get the sense that they just want to see now 
um, you know, and give these players a fair chance to then go execute uh, the uh, the plan. Do you feel like they're, they're pretty good with where the roster is right now, at least heading into training camp? I, I mean, I think they are. And, and Vinny, you know, you know this as well as I do, that, you know, the, the roster is an ever-changing, yes. fluid, living, breathing organism, right? Um, you know, when, when we talked to Dave last week, you know, he, he said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going away. I'm going to, you know, much like the players get my time with my kids and, and my wife and do all that. He goes, because, you know, the, the roster evaluation, the, the roster management never stops, right? So he goes, if there's an opportunity in the next four or five weeks to make the 90th spot on that roster better, he goes, it's, it's our job to do that. And, and, and I really think that as, as the Raiders now get ready for the start of training camp 2022, obviously the first training camp with Josh and, and Dave at the helm, I, I think that so many of these players, and I would say all the players really, are going in with a fresh slate, with a chance to say, hey, this is who I can be, this is the best version of myself, and, and this staff and, and you know, really the front office is not coming in with any preconceived notions about anyone. And I think if you're a player from the first guy on the roster, the 90th guy on the roster, that's got to be a breath of fresh air. What's it been like, Eddie, uh, with, uh, with you know, Dave Ziegler building that kind of staff where you have Champ Kelly as your assistant GM and also, you know, Dwayne Joseph's been there, but also getting the addition with uh, Sean and John, you know, working in the scouting and senior personnel. Uh, it seems like there's a really good synergy there that they take really their evaluations very seriously, but everyone has a respectful uh, mind of like, all right, guys that are good fits and guys that are not, they seem to be on the same page with that. Yeah, I think to Vinny's earlier point, I think even kind of bringing it back to how the front office has been constructed is, is there's a clear plan for how Dave wants to execute everything, right? I think Josh has a clear plan for how he wants to execute everything, you know, on, on the football, you know, on the, on the field, uh, on the practice side of things. And, and I think that, you know, like you said, from, from those guys who are, who are now on Dave's staff, uh, really from, you know, all the way down, there, there's a sense of, of purpose and, hey, we're not, you know, wasting time is not the right, the right term, but hey, Everything that we do is for purpose. We are, we are going at this for a reason. Every move, whether it's the timing of practice, the player that we're signing, who's being sent, it's all done with purpose. And I think that, that at this juncture, I think if you're a Raiders fan, kind of see that, uh, see that mindset and see that kind of way of going about business has to be really, really exciting. Eddie, uh, we mentioned that we're 20-some-odd days away from training camp, which is mind-boggling, but I can't wait. Um, but that also means we're about 40-some-odd uh, days away from the Raiders literally kicking off the football to play a football game against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Hall of Fame game uh, in Canton, Ohio. And I know for the second straight year, this is going to be a big weekend uh, for the Raiders. Uh, uh, and, and Cliff Branch going into the Hall of Fame is so near and dear uh, to Mark Davis's heart. He He's spent a lot of years and a lot of time um, trying to make this happen for Cliff Branch. Uh, it finally has. Um, obviously, it's a little bit of a bittersweet um, you know, moment because Cliff isn't here to enjoy it. But I would imagine that there's some big plans, uh, you know, uh, ahead for Canton. I know you can't, you know, uh, give us all the details, but for Raider Nation that might be thinking about going out to uh, Canton, Ohio, to to really celebrate this moment, uh, I would imagine it's going to be a pretty exciting weekend for the Raiders. Oh, a hundred percent. And I would just encourage, you know, all the fans that are kind of on the fence of, ah, oh, should I do it? Should I not do it? Just, just go, right? Just go. Get to have that experience. Uh, get to enjoy uh, really the festivities of the weekend and. You know, like you said, Vinny, the Raiders are going to be playing yep. in that game, too. So you get kind of the, the two-for-one bargain there. But, yeah, I think when you when you talk about Cliff, and, and you know, I've, I've been fortunate uh, before he passed away, I met Cliff a handful of times. And, and, and I think that the chance, the opportunity that he's going to have now, uh, albeit posthumously, to be where he belongs, 
uh, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think is a huge win, obviously, not only for, for Mark Davis and not only a huge, uh, you know, a huge win for the organization, but it's a huge win for Raider Nation, right? I, I think that having someone who meant so much to this, uh, to the Silver and Black, having someone who accomplished so much during their career, uh, who you hear some of the current players even mention from time to time about, hey, I watched, I was able to take this piece of Cliff's game or I saw this highlight and it was really cool. I think that it means a lot, and to have a number, another member of the Silver and Black, and with Richard Seymour as well going yeah. in, uh, in just a, in just a, you know, what do you say, forty days there, um, really, really exciting. So, like I said, I'd, I'd encourage any fan who's, if you're thinking about it, just do it, just do it, because I think uh, ultimately you'll probably regret it if you end up not going out there to, to celebrate with all your Raiders uh, brothers and sisters. It's Eddie Pascal here with us, senior writer and editor with Raiders.com and host of Upon Further Review here Thursdays on Unnecessary Roughness. Following that show, we would love to see like uh, things happen for the Raiders, especially when they come back and they want to reprioritize a couple things. What areas of uh, priority do you think they'll start with or at least uh, kind of focus in on? And is it more just on the offensive line? But what other areas do you think that the Raiders are really going to start to take a look after minicamp? Like, let's make sure that this is a solid spot that we can rely on once the season hits. You know, I, I am uh, I'm very old school in this sense, Clay, where, you know, I want both lines, right? Offensive line, defensive line, I want sure. those to be the bread and butter of, of any team, right? So, I mean, if they want to bring in nine more offensive linemen, if they want to bring in seven more defensive linemen, go for it, right? Like, I'm, I'm always going to be in support of kind of building, uh, building that depth up on the trenches. And, I mean, candidly, you look at the past couple of years, too, where the, the injury bug and, and the wild things that happened during the COVID season, you can never have enough good quality linemen on both sides of the, of the football. So I think really what will be most exciting for me when the, when the team gets to camp here in just a couple of weeks is, is to, yeah, see both of the offense, or excuse me, both, both the offensive line and the defensive line kind of do their thing over the course of a training camp. But really, it's, it's such a cliche and it's such kind of like an, an overarching theme, if you will. But I just want to see these guys compete from 1 to 90 on the roster. I want to see them compete. I, I want to see who really... Uh, you know, earns a spot in, in camp. And, and, you know, we see it every single year where, you know, there's going to be, a few, you know, Vinny will be, gosh, a week into camp and, and I'll be, we'll be looking at our notes and be like, oh, player X, I've had his number circled four days in a row. Who is this guy? You know, and, and so I think those are the really exciting parts of training camp. Um, I think obviously we know we're going to get out of Derek Carr and Darren Waller and Devontae and Max and Chandler Jones, all those guys. But, but those guys perhaps a little lower on, on the roster that perhaps you don't know everything about them yet. But you're going to have a really good chance to get a quality look at them over the, that four-week camp. I mean, to me, that that's what's really exciting. Yeah, uh, Eddie just hit the nail on the head. And, and, and he's really talking about guys like Nate Hobbs because last year at this time, that's who was jumping off the uh, the field to us. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, who is – wow, that's Nate Hobbs, you know, from Illinois and and just circling his name and circling his name. And, and obviously he has a great season to back that up. So that's the fun – we know Derek Carr. We know Devontae Adams. And it's going to be fun to watch all those guys. But some of those young guys emerge, and uh, it makes our job uh, a lot – you know, it just makes it more enjoyable to be able to see it at that point uh, and then see it come to fruition uh, during the season. But i got to change uh, course here a little bit, Eddie. Uh, obviously, Eddie is a – huge Golden State Warriors fan. If you didn't know, now sure, yeah. you know. Um, number four uh, was one in this particular uh, era, the Steph Clay, Draymond Green, uh, Steve Kerr era. Um, and I know that each championship is unto itself. And like children, you know, you want to don't want to pick which one you favor the most. You love them all the same. Uh, but I kind of imagine, uh, Eddie, that this one's pretty special because uh, we didn't know that the Warriors were truly going to be able to get back to this point after all the injuries, after Kevin Durant left. Uh, there was some a couple of years where there was some un- uncertainty. 
Andy. So so where does this one rank, honestly, with Eddie? You know, it's, it's so funny you bring that up. I was literally having this conversation with my father-in-law over the weekend. Um, he grew up in Seattle, the wife and I spent some time with their family. And, and you know, the first one is always going to be the most special, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think I've told you this, Vinny, before. Like, in my heart of hearts as a kid, I never thought the Warriors would win an NBA championship. Never. Right. So when they got the first one, it, it was... You know, it, you know, I literally felt like I was in a dream. You know, I called my dad. Like, it, the whole deal, right? It, it's like that moment that you play out in your head over and over as a kid, and you're like, oh, my God, it's actually happening. Um, so I think that will always be the, the most special one to me. But I think if we're going to power rank them, I think this one's number two. I mean, I think that, you know, two and three were great, but I think there was kind of an expectation, like, okay, we kind of know who the Warriors are. We know Steph. We know KB, Clay. We know all these guys. We kind of know what they're capable of of doing and when they're right, like, I don't know who's going to beat them. I yes. think we saw that kind of bear out. But for this one, I mean, to your point, like, if they were, you know, for large parts of the season, they were a huge mystery, right? I think that we were all kind of looking at, at Clay Thompson, like, what does Clay have left in the tank? Uh, the kind of emergence of Jordan Poole, you know, during the finals, what's wrong with Draymond? Like, you know, candidly, I don't think that we saw the best version of the Warriors in the finals, and they still somehow figured out a way to do it. So, uh, this one is, is really special. This one this one's pretty cool. Um, you know, I'm still lucky enough to have a lot of friends in the Bay Area who who kind of gave me the play by play of what's going on in, in Oakland and San Francisco, which was a lot of fun. Right. And, uh, but yeah, man, that that first one will always be uh, will always have a special place in my heart. But this one's not not that far behind. Then uh, do you feel like Steve Kerr did his finest coaching? Like, was this his finest hour because he was still able to get the most out of everybody, even though he had been pushing those buttons before? You know, that's a, that's a great question. I mean. My gut tells me, as, as we sit here today, probably. I mean, like, this would be a great conversation for us to, to have over some beers in about 15 years, right? But uh, I, I think that my gut tells me, yeah, this was his best coaching job. Uh, you know, the first one, like I said, is always going to be, you know, the, the most special, I think. But, I mean, Steve Kerr has done a tremendous job. I mean, you look at Andrew Wiggins, too, the, the rebirth of, oh, yeah. of, uh, of Andrew Wiggins and everything that he's, he's kind of, you know, overcome the past couple seasons, like, yeah, it was uh, it was a really fun ride, and it's also crazy to me that the draft was last night. Yes. like the, the finals really wrapped up like six days ago, man. Like, give me give me a little bit of a break, huh? Yeah, that the NBA moves fast in that regard, uh, and of course, it sets up because the summer league starts uh, in in what a couple of weeks uh, here in Las Vegas. So you have, yeah. you know, so and free agency starts next week. So uh, it's crazy. I know crazy. It, it truly is, um, and we love it that way. Uh, kind of like the NFL. The NFL is a 24, uh, 24 or twelve month, twenty four hour a day uh, ordeal. Uh, bringing it back to the Raiders real quick. Um, you know, it, it, you you mentioned watching practice and and circling names. Um, you know, a couple of names that I kept circling uh, during OTAs and minicamp were uh, Max Crosby. He looks even better right now, uh, Eddie, than he did last year. And last year, he looked spectacular at this time of year. He just seems to find different gears to get to, uh, and that's a tribute to him. But then also Chandler Jones uh, on the opposite side, uh, tipping a couple of balls during practice and, and, and flashing and, and doing what he does. Um, when you when when the when the head head hits the pillow and you start thinking about what those two are going to be capable of doing uh, on on Sundays when the Raiders play, how special can that be? Man, I think you know, and obviously I don't you know I don't think it behooves any of us to get too far ahead of ourselves, right? But I mean, if these dudes if these dudes are right, if, if they're healthy and and in sync and locked in, I mean, I think you're going to be hard pressed to find a more dynamic uh, you know a, a more dynamic duo in, in the NFL right now. I mean, like I said, there's there's a long way to go between yeah. now and week one, and there's so many things that have to you know kind of fall into place. But 
I mean, if, if you look at them just strictly kind of, uh, you know, the resume and what they bring to the table, I mean, these dudes are, they've done it. They've been there, done that, right? We have seen Max has kind of ascended into that top tier of, of defensive end. Chandler Jones has been a beast for, you know, gosh, a decade now. So um, I'm really excited about the prospect of what they could be. And I'm, I'm sure Max and Chandler would tell you the same thing, where it's, hey, you know, we're really excited to play together. We're really excited to be in this defense. We're really excited to be in Las Vegas. But we got a long way to go and a lot of work that has to be put in before we, uh, before we strap them up for real week one. Hey, Eddie, lastly, uh, we were thinking about uh, the rookies that were on this team last year making contributions from Hobbs, Merrick, Diablo, Kuntz. Who out of those four do you think will make the biggest step in year two? Man, that's a, well, that's a really good question in terms of who makes the biggest step. I, I'll tell you this. One guy that I'm really excited to see in, in 2022 is Malcolm Coons. That, that's a guy that cool. you know I, I have circled on, on my roster, like, hey, keep an eye out on, on him, especially for those first couple weeks of camp. I, I think that he, he kind of flashed a little bit. As a rookie, I don't think that there was an, an expectation that he was going to come in last year and play every snap and, and be this, you know, you know, no sack machine or anything. But I, he's a guy that I'm, I'm really, really excited to see. Uh, obviously, the, the other three guys you named off, too, are, I think, poised for have really, really nice ears in silver and black. But, um, you know, Malcolm is one dude in particular that I'm like, all right, let's, let's see what we got. You know, especially with the addition of Chandler Jones, you know, Max back a, a year bigger, a year better, mm-hmm. like, I think that there could be a nice little role for him on this defensive line, and, and I'm, that's one guy, like I said, I'm, I'm excited to see what that role ultimately materializes in in just about a month here. Well, Eddie, we appreciate it, man. Thank you again for your time today. We wish you the best Absolutely. weekend, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week. All right, gentlemen. We'll talk to you soon, all right? All right. Take, take care, you. Eddie. Eddie Pascal here with us from Raiders.com, senior editor and writer, and, of course, the host of Upon Further Review, which airs here on Raider Nation Radio on Thursdays after Unnecessary Roughness. Yeah, there's going to be some uh, guys there, and like as you asked, like you know, names that you circled that you're really starting to see, like really pop out of minicamp, and you can see that some of these upgrades that they had is really just within each and every player that is beginning to step up their game to get even further. Yeah, um, and and Eddie mentioned uh, Malcolm Kuntz. Uh, I'm I'm right there with Eddie. Uh, I I can't wait to see uh, what steps he took. He's taking forward. And remember last year, and, and Eddie alluded to this. Uh, there wasn't a great expectation for for Malcolm Kuntz. You know, you you had Carl Nassib uh, and Clee Farrell. Those were the primary two backup defensive ends, veteran players that the Raiders were paying money to, obviously, and had an investment in, uh, and and needed to get out on the field. It allowed, and it's not a bad thing uh, yeah. because it allowed Malcolm Kuntz. Um, to really go through what was essentially a red shirt season for him. He got some time uh, in there, and when he was in there, he did some nice things. But it allowed him to really just be able to um, you know, grow and develop as a professional football player and learn and listen and all of those types of things that sometimes not everybody has the luxury of, uh, of taking advantage of. He did because of where the roster was and the depth chart was last year. But it's his time now uh, this year. Um, I saw him running with the twos a lot during minicamp right behind uh, uh, Max Crosby. He's going to get an opportunity, as Eddie said, uh, I think, to 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 earn a role on this defense and and a fairly prominent one. He's going to get. He should anyway, uh, if he takes care of business. Uh, be able to be in that rotation on a consistent basis. That means he's going to get snaps every game. A lot of games last year, he didn't even dress out because of where the roster was. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think he's going to be part of that rotation, and he's another guy that with. Um, a borderline elite skill to get to the quarterback. 
I think this defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, uh, and what they're trying to do, I think they're going to be able to put him in positions to really excel at what he does best, and that's to get to the quarterback. Yeah, he's got some things you just can't teach, and you saw it in the footage even when he was in Buffalo, that the, that bend where he's able to get into the quarterback and, and, and just reveal the weaknesses of any offensive line that thinks they can keep up with his quickness is really exceptional to watch. And giving him more time this year, you're going to really see the dividends come out because nobody's got their eye and mindset. I'm like, we got to stop Koontz today. Right, and and even for a college player, Mike Mayak would uh, bring this up, the general manager. And if you, all you had to do really was watch the tape, he had an understanding of rushing the passer. It <laughs> yes, wasn't, sir. you know, he definitely has the bend and the quickness and the physical attributes that that are needed uh, to to beat offensive linemen. But it was also the 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 next level understanding, uh, and that was time that he put in the film room, whether it was watching himself or really studying some of the great. NFL uh, pass rushers and trying to implement what they do into his game. And once you combine the physical attributes that he obviously has with the mental side of things uh, and and really, you know, honoring your craft uh, and putting the time, the necessary time in to uh, accentuate your craft, that's when you get a really good player. And you could see that in college that he had both of those things going for him. Now it's just a matter of time of refining it um, and, and, and really getting more time on the field. I think with more time, he's going to do bigger things. It's Vinny Bonson Senor Clay Baker and you here on Raider Nation Radio. Thanks again to Eddie Pascal here on RNR 920. We'll step aside and come back on more on the offensive side. And what did the philosophies of uh, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler provide on the offense as we look into this offseason before we hit training camp, all that and more on Raider Nation Radio. Hey, Malcolm. Paul Gutierrez here from uh, ESPN. You know, the, the flip side to having to sit and wait and watch and, you know, marinate and, and not being able to play is that you're fresh. How so? How much fresher do you feel right now than than maybe like Max or Jan do uh, coming into the the last four games of the season? Uh, I feel great. Uh, I feel great every week. Uh, so I feel good. It's starting to slow down. Uh, I think uh, when I first got like my first few like uh, preseason games, it felt like way faster than college. But it's most definitely starting to slow down now. It's Raider Nation Radio on a Metal Friday. That was Malcolm Koontz coming back in December of 2021, talking about how the game is starting to slow down for him, but that he's a fresh body. And Vinny and I were thinking right now, like of guys that are going to make the biggest leap from year one to year two, Malcolm Koontz could be that guy. For Background Raider Nation Radio on a Metal Friday, we also have a chance for you to win tickets to see Joe Rogan. July 1st over at MGM Grand Garden Arena. We'll give those away at the end of this hour. You'll be caller number nine, and we'll hook you up here on Raider Nation Radio. Let's get to the phones from the Realty One Group listener line at 702-365-9200. Here on R&R 920, out to Fort Myers, Florida, it's Raider Mike. Good morning, Raider Mike. How are you? What's up, Pisons? Hey. Hey, oh. Clay, hey. how you doing? Good, thank you. What's going Top on today? Top of the morning to you. <laughs> oh, God. A lot of things in my head. I've been pushing Malcolm since day one. Yes. I've watched his reels over and over. I mean, this is, you already got Chandler and Max. This is going to be like when we had Bill Patel, Howie Long, and Greg Townsend just eating quarterbacks. Wow. It's going to be so beautiful. Just give the guy a shot. He's uh, Khalil Mack Jr., by the way, Clay, did you check out my Highway to Hell yet? Yes, I did. I uh, I gave me goosebumps. I got the got the chicken skin when I watched it. You, you really hit the Bon Scott. You captured it, brother. Check 
check this out. My bagpipe player is learning Freebird. I kill Running Man's aunt, so. Are, are, uh, are you supposed to do that, bagpipes with uh, Skinnerd? Yeah. Okay. I, I can't believe he brought that to me. <laughs> if he can pull that off, that's a single. And you guys are going to be so big in Japan when that thing hits, man. (laughs) Number one. (laughs) Number one. I'm coming to Vegas, dude, in about eight weeks. So, no, I want to debut it there. I'm bringing the bagpipe player, Cody, the IRS agent. Anyway, um, Cliff, I've been pounding the table since I started sports radio with Michael Thompson for Cliff. He He should have been first ballot. He's kind of like uh, Steph Curry. He changed the game with the deep ball. No one ever did it like him. I mean, he, his first year or two, he couldn't catch the ball. So Cliff, I mean, uh, Freddie said, look, this is how it's done. And then he exploded on the scene. And uh, the, the Hall of Fame committee says, we can't put him in. Until Drew Pearson's in first. No. Idiots. He has two more rings. 800 more yards. You know, and Mm -hmm. like 12 more catches. So, that's like the stupidest crap I've ever heard in my life. Next. I love that the country, these pundits, these national pundits are finally giving us respect. But the Muppet King is going down. And his wife, girlfriend, whatever, looks like Jerry Seinfeld in a blonde wig. So, anyway. What is wrong with that? All right, Mike, we appreciate it, man. Hey, Love it, bro. Peace. When that comes to Vegas, we got to be there front and center. Thanks again, Mike, for your call. I love it. You know, we got this uh, tweet yesterday on r 920 about Cliff Branch. And there's something about the personal connections that he made with Raider Nation that those lasting memories that he did, it's almost like beyond the goodwill ambassador. It was something that was, you know, part of Cliff's life, his identity was to go and reach others and to talk and to just sit there and, you know, it had nothing to do with autographs. It was just about just being there and hanging out. And Cliff understood that. And here's a from a Chef Sally Sal on Twitter. He tweeted at us uh, yesterday, just at the end of the show, he says, I first met the great Hall of Famer Cliff Branch at Oakland Coliseum. He was working the radio booth. My grandpa and I were walking around, and he said, Sal, that man is a cold, fast killer. (laughs) Mr. Branch was so nice, he signed my hat. Thanks, Sal, for that nice thought. And I I, I hope that you know in the next uh, month or so as we approach uh, the Hall of Fame game, uh, everyone is able to go and at least uh, tweet at us at R&R 920 AM or text us on the Sam and Ash text line 69187 or even call and give us your thoughts and your memories of, of meeting Cliff Branch. Even Paul Gutierrez like brought up the fact that you know they they had to do a quick stopover at a Kmart so they could get some water wings for his kids, and they met Cliff Branch there, and he was so nice to them. So everybody, uh, you know, falls in love with what Cliff Branch was as a player, but also he remains in their in their memory of what a great human being he was because he was somebody that took everyone for themselves and it had no judgment or prejudice. It, it could have been anybody, anytime, late at night or early in the morning. He was always there. Yeah, and um, you know, uh, because of circumstance, um, you know, the wrongs that were made um, over the years, not putting him in the Hall of Fame uh, way earlier. Uh, obviously, he 
he's not going to be able to, to to be there. Um, and 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 this is where those personal connections. I think Raider Nation is going to be the stand-in for Cliff Branch uh, over the weekend in Canton, Ohio, and especially when when he is when he is officially uh, inducted. So that, so um, you know everything that Cliff Branch meant to you guys, uh, Raider Nation. You have a chance now uh, to go repay that uh, that that uh, that gratitude uh, by standing in for him, literally uh, in Canton, Ohio. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend. I know that there's big, huge plans uh, for that weekend to honor, um, you know, uh, Cliff and 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 this prestigious honor uh, that, that that he's been uh, finally uh, and rightfully granted. Um, so I can't wait. It's 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 and plus, as Eddie talked about, the, the Raiders are also kicking the ball off to play a football game, uh, and I know it's going to be a bunch of the youngins uh, out there, but even that is is exciting to see what it finally kind of looks like. A little glimpse of what it's going to look like in an actual game. Yeah, I think it's awesome. It's just going to be uh, a historic weekend, and it's uh, one that's going to be really awesome just to be there in the cradle of football in Canton, Ohio. Here's another uh, tweet from uh, Lil Al Davis. Lil Al tweeting in. He says, good morning. Are you talking about the defense? How much input do you feel senior defensive assistant Rob Ryan will have on the defense, if any? Last, what are some of his responsibilities in this new role? Thanks, fellas. Thank you, Al. Uh, Lil Al Davis uh, checking in. That's an interesting thought. Uh, yeah. Were you able to uh, to glean anything from a minicamp with Rob Ryan's presence out there? Or what do you think his influence would be as being kind of like in that senior assistant role? Yeah, uh, another set of uh, eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody that is is looking at things. Uh, especially when when it's out there on the practice field, um, you know, uh, a step away from things to be able to just kind of assess quietly and you know go go around the field and uh, take a look at that position group and then what it looks like you know when it gets to seven on seven on eleven on eleven, just a step removed from it basically, uh, but close enough where he's going to have. Um, some thoughts. He's going to have some observations, and he's going to be able to share them with uh, Patrick Graham and, and obviously Josh McDaniels as well. But all, then also in the film room, um, you know, when they're, I'm sure they're they're going to put him on, you know, other teams. Uh, maybe do some not necessarily exactly. advanced scouting, mm-hmm. but you know, be able to when the advanced scouts get their information uh, to Rob Ryan um, and and the defensive staff be able to to maybe be a step ahead of the process to help um, uh, the, the the coaching staff, Patrick Graham and the defensive coaching staff. Uh, have a head start on game planning for that particular week. So it's it's probably a bunch of different things uh, that that he's going to be able to, uh, to 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 serve a bunch of different roles that he's going to be able to serve. Uh, and I think it's a great thing to have somebody of that stature be able to be another set of eyes and ears for the staff. And it, and it's one in that somebody is going to be you know vocal in their opinions. If he feels like something is wrong or something is right, you want to make sure that that gets out because his evaluations are something that you really prize that kind of experience. And having that now is just as a role where he doesn't have to do, uh, he doesn't have to be definitely definitely on the field all the time. He could be up in the booth. He could do so many different things that can uh, only help a young defense get better and stronger. Having that kind of influence and that experience, it goes a long way, especially one that wants to ascend further than ten wins. Yeah, uh, being able to maybe pull a guy aside. Uh, obviously, he sure. has to. Obviously, he has to. You know, it has to work through with 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 Patrick Graham. But I think I'm sure their relationship is strong enough where he understands what the boundaries are uh, in his role, not overdoing it um, and finding that fine line 
Uh, but imagine having a, a guy like that be able to pull a Max Crosby uh, off to the side and, and just give him some personal instruction, or a Malcolm Kuntz, um, or anybody mm-hmm. on that defense, uh, you know, for, for that matter. Um, you know, I'm not going to put him in, I'm, I'm going to mention a name here, uh, but like Jerry West, when he was like the general manager of the Lakers, you know, he'd be at practice and he, yes. he, he would understand mm-hmm. his role. Obviously, Pat Riley or Phil Jackson yeah, good call. Uh, was, was, was calling the shots, but, you know, Pat, uh, uh, Jerry would be there and be able to pull Kobe aside. He, the conversations he and Kobe would have yeah. uh, made tremendous impact on his game. Right. And all through the years, um, uh, you know, be able to, to just be able to have those conversations right there in real time on the practice court. Hey, I'm seeing you, you know, when your elbow is over here, you know, on that shooting, you know, kind of tighten it up a little bit, be able to, to really express some things that are just nuggets, man, that are that like, like you're like, wow, that, that just changed everything. That one little sentence from a Jerry West changed everything. So for a, a guy like Coach Ryan to be able to, you know, be an asset like that, not just to the players, but also the rest of the coaches, uh, I think is is you can't have too many good people in, in the building. No, not at all. And I, I like where this is going. And we'll talk a little more defense with Ricky Brown, former Raiders linebacker and current special teams coordinator with the fourth rank. Bearcats of Cincinnati. We will talk to him at 9 o'clock and get a little further and also we'll, we'll take a little departure. We'll also get a conversation in with Asia Wilson, the MVP from the Las Vegas Aces. She'll join us at 9.30. Best team in the WNBA. Oh man, they're just a machine right now. And we'll talk to Dr. Shaw as well about the NFL injuries, all of that in the third hour. But we'll take a break on the other side and we'll give you a chance to win those two tickets for Joe Rogan, July 1st at the Grand Garden Arena at the MGM. Be caller number 9 at 702-365-9200, 702-365-9200. You're on Raider Nation Radio. Now back to the morning tailgate with Clay Baker on RNR 920 AM. Be part of the show. Text us on the Sam and Ash text line. Text the keyword RNR followed by your message to 69187. No, because I think you, you go into it knowing that that's going to be a process. Um, I think if coaches are impatient, you know, uh, in that regard, it's probably... Um, you know, it's not a it's not a good thing at this point in time of the year. You know, we don't play a game for a number of months, so you know we have a long time uh, to continue to invest in the players and in their skills, in their fundamentals, in the techniques that we're trying to teach. Um, they know they have a you know time to to continue to work on those things. So patience is really important at this time of the year. Um, you know, like I said, we're not lining up and playing a game for a while, so. We just got to, you know, continue to put one foot in front of the other and have a good day, have a good day tomorrow. And uh, we're going to learn a lot from the tape that we had today, um, you know, a lot of time this afternoon and then tomorrow morning to be able to watch and digest the tape. So, um, you know, there's going to be mistakes in every practice right now, and we understand that. And I think that's, you know, that's our job is to try to make them better. Metal Friday with Josh McDaniels, Raiders head coach, talking about having a strong level of patience this time of year. On Raider Nation Radio, it's the morning tailgate. Vinny Bonsignor, Clay Baker, and you. And congratulations to Jared Gonzalez of Las Vegas taking home those Joe Rogan tickets for next week. AXS.com, get your tickets for Joe Rogan July 1st, MGM Grand Guard Arena. Uh, you know what? Let's get back to the phones. The Realty One Group listener line, 702-365-9200. Out to the windswept mountain lairs in the Colorado Chalet. It's Papa Meach. Good morning, Papa. Hey, good morning, hey. guys. Hey, I my favorite eggs are scrambled, so I have four scrambled quick questions for you guys. All, all right. right. Let's hear it. All right. Let's start with Vinny. 
Do the Raiders, uh, because they have a new coaching staff and trying to synergize with the new players in the team, do they have an advantage by playing an extra game in the Hall of Fame game? Or do you think that's going to catch up with the team later on in the season when everybody's getting tired? Yeah, uh, I think it's. I think it absolutely is an advantage. Uh, just the whole process of getting ready for a game, the travel, staying at the hotel, uh, the game plan, the meetings, all of those types of things, getting on the field, the preparation. Obviously, um, you know, you're not going to see much of the of what they're going to do in the regular season in terms of the playbook. Uh, but just being able to, as a group, get on the field four times uh, and, and and sort of get that process down pat, I think obviously uh, it, it, it should help them. I don't think it's going to catch up to them in any way. I think that Josh McDaniels uh, is aware enough of how much to push the players that he's going to be truly counting on uh, during the regular season over the four weeks uh, of the preseason. You're going to see a lot of young players. You're going to see a lot of players uh, that are probably going to end up on the practice squad or not even on the roster uh, to begin with. Um, you know, in order to preserve the the the, the key players, um, so to speak. So, but I think you are also, and I, I don't know this for a fact, but you look at the Patriots; they've um, over the years tended to play with guys uh, or play with some of their their veterans during the preseason. So we'll see if there's a little bit of a departure for that for uh, the Raiders this year. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Clay, a defensive back, mm-hmm. pass coordinator. That's that's an interesting title, uh, Coach Jason Simmons. Now he was talking about. Um, our friend Abrams. Now yeah. they they didn't uh, opt to. Am I wrong on this? They did not opt to uh, do the option on his contract, did they? Yeah, no fifth year option right there. Okay, but he made this statement, and I'm going to quote it. And what what is your reaction uh, as far as Jonathan Abram? Quote: He is really a bright football player. Oh, I I think that's good, especially when they wanted to make sure that the Simmons hire was the second hire after Chris Ash once Patrick Graham came here. So they wanted to make sure that they were going to work on those guys in that safety position early on to find out not only their awareness, but for their ability to start breaking down coverages. And I think that is something that John wants to prove to everybody that he can go and do that. But they've been very sheepish. And so is John talking about whatever new roles or new schemes and stuff, because I think they're going to unlock something in Jonathan Abram that hasn't been there before because he's going to be uh, he's going to be asked to do a lot uh, if they do uh, employ a too high safety. Okay, cool. Okay, Vinny, one last one for you, and that is, <laughs> you know, they're talking about um, you know future head coach candidate. You know that it's going to be a Graham, and they're talking about Champ Kelly as a future um, uh, general manager uh, type of per- people. So I know it's not disclosed, but if you had to make a guess. You want to keep those people around. I mean, if they're they're so highly regarded, what what do you suppose? I know nobody knows, but what do you think their contracts are? Two years for an option, or what do you think their contracts might be? You know what? I, I honestly don't know. Uh, every team does things differently. Usually, uh, a new coaching staff's going to get you know uh, uh, four year deals as the head coach. I don't know exactly how that works with the assistant coaches. Whether that lines up with with the head coach, uh, or for that matter, um, you know the the assistant general manager. But I do know this. Um, you know, uh, while obviously you want to keep uh, as many great coaches in the building and bright minds in the building, you're also um, aware of 
you know, uh, journeys that, that, that everybody is on, you know, and everybody wants to become a head coach. If you're a coach, everybody wants to be the general manager of a team. If you're on that side of the building. And so there won't be any standing in the way of any of that. And, and in fact, uh, there's a lot of, uh, of pleasure, um, and satisfaction and really pride, uh, when guys from your building go on to move on to other buildings, um, you know, in a promotion type of a thing. So, uh, I think more than anything, it's going to be, uh, um, you know, hey, congratulations and good luck. Um, we're always going to be tight um, and all that because I think that a guy like Patrick Graham and a guy like uh, Champ Kelly, it's really just a matter of time. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, next year this time we're talking about Champ Kelly as a general manager of his own team and Patrick Graham as the head coach of his own team. Wow. Well, that's going to be a loss for us, but it's it's cool. Uh, and last one for you, Clay, and that is um, Link has already said on R&R that he's, He's not interested in being the play-by-play announcer mm-hmm. for the Raiders. So do you have any – I know we, nobody really knows, but it's been a pretty quiet topic in the last few weeks. Uh, anybody that comes to your thought that they might be considering? No, I, I have no idea. In fact, it's almost like you want to go to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center and wait for the uh, the white smoke to come out of the chimney until that decision is made. You know? It's being guarded like uh, you know the next pope. You have no idea. But the, I think they, they're going to make this decision very, very carefully because they know how important it is, especially to Raider Nation, because I think we've clearly outlined how many people really desire uh, listening to the game on Raider Nation radio while it's actually being played, whether they're in the stadium or just getting ready for game day. It's really important to have all that right. Okay, well, thanks, guys. Wait a minute. Papa scrambled questions. Wait a minute. Well, you brought up the eggs. I got a question for you. All right, if you're going to do scrambled eggs, rank your top breakfast meats, starting with your favorite at number one. Go. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm I'm kind of a – I don't eat a lot of meat, unfortunately. But I would say – uh, you know, a little little steak with an egg is always okay. a good one. You know, what, where do you stand on corned beef and uh, and hash? Anywhere? Love it. Um, I, I don't. I'm I'm sitting, laying, sleeping on that yeah, one. All right. <laughs> all right, fair enough. You've passed with with the flying colors. Thanks again, Papa. Okay, thanks, guys. I'm going through a corned beef and hash phase. It's probably uh, the last thing I need, but uh, it's something good I, stuff. I, yeah, I can't it has to be the right the right. Uh, the right one. Yeah, or even the chorizo and hash. Ooh, Whatever anybody good. wants to do. Like, I just, I'm just i falling in love with it, and uh, I, I think I could eat it uh, every day for the next seven days and never get tired. I'm supposed That's to go right. out to breakfast tomorrow morning with my son over at the Black Bear Diner in Henderson. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, they, they, they do it up over there, <laughs> uh, no doubt about it. Um, and so I'm already thinking about that. That's, I, I'm glad you brought that uh, that up because I've been thinking about what's the meat going to be tomorrow. So. It's a difficult choice over there because you're never sure because you, you look at the menu like, that looks oh, good, yeah. but then you see what other people are ordering. I'm like, I can't now. I know, exactly. All right. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Ricky Brown, former Raider linebacker, is going to join us here from Raider Nation Radio. We'll ask him a little bit further about the defense as he continues his uh, career in the college ranks at the top programs from Ohio State to Cincinnati. All that is next in Raider Nation Radio. Hey, guys. It's your boy, Vinny B. from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news. All TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right. TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas.